Welcome inside the Hall of Fame. I'm Booker T, six-time world champ, two-time Hall of Famer. Got my man Brad Gilmore here with me. We ready to do this thing, man. Ready to get our champagne, which is caviar tree. We want all you guys to get a little piece of the action as well. Brad, how you feel, man? How you feel? I'm doing good, Book. I'm doing good. We're, we're here rolling into another week, rolling into another weekend. You know, and, and I'm excited this weekend. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm doing something I've never done before this weekend. I'm doing taking the cold plunge. Taking the cold plunge. No, I'm not doing doing the cold plunge. But oh, okay. I found out they do offer that at the gymnasium in which I go to. But I'm doing. It's not the regular version, but I'm doing indoor skydiving. What do you think uh, of that? That's what about twenty feet? No, it's like a hundred feet. But what they do is they put you in like a wind tunnel. Right, and you go in with a flight suit, and they simulate, I guess, what it's like to skydive. I don't know really what to expect. Hey, man, you know, go for it. You know, thrill would you seat. ever? Would you ever jump out of an actual plane? No, no, I'm not a thrill. I'm not you know, like I say, white folks. You know, <laughs> white folks do things that black folks don't think about doing. You know, what I mean, like jumping out of perfect, you know, working plane. You know what I mean? That could land very, <laughs> very. Properly and easily, you know what I mean. But uh, no, nah, ain't climbing Mount Everest. Ain't doing no bungee jumping. Ain't doing no extreme biking. I'm not gonna be like the alligator hunter. You know what I mean? I'm not doing. I'm not doing any of that. Crocodile hunter. That's what. That, that's, that's, that's what his name was. That's what his name was. You know what I mean? The crocodile. You know, but he was out there running around in the in the ocean. Stingray, right? Stingray. Stingray got him. Stingray got him. You know what I mean, so no, nah, man, I'm not a, I'm not one of these thrill seekers. Yeah, I don't I don't see myself ever jumping out of a perfectly good airplane unless. Yeah, you but you, you're going to do something like this. You 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 might think about doing that. No, after, no. after this, you might want to try that next. No, no, this is it the might, only. Look here, look here. You're wrong. Something something <laughs> might trigger in the gene. Oh yeah, in the you know gene. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, they think, you know, you got a mountain bike hat on, and you going down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. Man, you know? no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. But I am looking forward to it. I think it, it feels like it's gonna be a fun thing, man. Feels like it's gonna be fun. This is like a controlled environment. You know what I mean? Controlled. Well, jumping, jumping out of a plane, uh, most of the, it's controlled, right? Because you have an instructor, you know. All yeah, that. there's so much so, that can go wrong, though. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'd try it if I was you. <laughs> Well, you remember like President H.W. Uh, Bush was jumping out of airplanes at like 80 and 90? He would do it every 10 years or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be it might be something to it. You know, that adrenaline rush, I'm sure you get something out of that. You know, I'm sure you, you know, you you feel some sort of a rush. You know, oh, feel yeah. like you can conquer the world. You know what I mean? You could take on anything, you know, after you do something like that. And so, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? And, and plus, you know, you only live once. You only live once. So, you know, you might as well, you know, go for it. Go for it. You might as well. You might as well try it, man. Like, you know, those guys in that submarine. You know what I mean? And uh, they went down there. And oh, and they never came back. Out <laughs> and uh, it imploded. You know what I mean? But people like that, you know what I mean? You can't tell them, hey, man, you shouldn't do that, man. Because it's something about human beings. It's something about our nature. Something about, you know. Something in the gene, you know, that makes you want to go do something like that. Because me personally, I can't imagine myself wanting to go down, you know, in a, a submarine that we just crafted together with a, a, a joystick for the, <laughs> for the controller. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's the way people are, man. You know, that's the way people are. Normally, your people. 
<laughs> normally, I you know what? I'll own up to that. It's normally it is normally our people. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, look, look. Someone's got to try it. <laughs> someone's yeah, got. Yeah. Someone might as well. You know, someone's got to try it. Someone's hey, got to be I'm the guinea pig. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not against it. Yeah, if you want to do it, you if you want to climb Mount Everest, go right ahead. You know. Well, I, I, I don't mean, have any any proclivity for that. But, but after this, after this, no, you might. No, you might. You might trigger something. Now, did they ever ever approach you about doing any like extreme entrances, like you know, hang gliding in, or <laughs> I don't know, coming through the fire instead of it just busting out beside you? I did hang glide in. Remember WCW. Oh, you did when you were GI Bro, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. How was that? I mean, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, you know I mean, it was actually pretty cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get any thrill out of it or anything. Though. Were you nervous? I, uh, I mean, I would little, be. I was. I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous about it. Um, but it wasn't coming straight from the roof. You know, it had an angle on it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I didn't feel like uh, I, f- I felt okay about it. You know, and I was strapped in pretty tight. Um, as far as uh, the apparatus that they had um, had me uh, the harness and all that stuff, it was uh, pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I did uh, one time the uh, what is it called? Hang, not hang gliding, but parasailing. You know that doesn't yeah. have really good. That's not really appealing to me either. We did it, and it's just like you just hanging up there. Well, I don't. You know the line break. Yeah, you, know, you just go sell off somewhere. You know what I mean? In the I, ocean, I, I ain't off into that. Nah, man, you know, I mean, I've never been, I mean, I, I went to Big Bear, California uh, back in the day, WCW did a show there, and uh, it was out in the cold and whatnot, all the snow, the snow bunnies running around, they doing a lot of skiing, but I had no, you know, notion, you know, to actually want to put a pair of skis on and try to get out there and do that, man, man, I'll break something, you know, the knees, but, but I had a, such a great time, man, Big Bear, California, man. Such a great time. If you ever get a chance, man, you should go there and check it out. Yeah, I've heard great things about Big Bear, man. I've heard yeah. great things. Did you ever talk to, like, Sting or anybody when they would do the, he would, you know, come down from the ceiling? Did you ever be like, bro, what are you thinking? <laughs> nah, man, that was that was him. That was on him. You know, if something happened, that was on him. <sighs> man. Nah, I never, never really thought about it. I remember when I came down on the, um, the zip line, pretty much, that's what it was. I came up short one time. It stopped right before I got to the ring. You know, I had to stick my leg out, you know what I mean, to try to catch the ring and pull myself in. <laughs> it was crazy. So I'm kind of glad they stopped doing that. Yeah, yeah. the zip line I'm not a big fan of either. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't, that one doesn't appeal to me either. We almost yeah. did that one in Hawaii. I don't know why we're talking about this. But anyway, I'm going indoor skydive. That's the point. The hey, point man, is. Good, hey, hey, look here. Good luck. Well, here's the thing, though. They, they're going to give me a video of me doing it. They take a video of you. I don't know if it's a GoPro situation or what it is, but I'll get a video of it. I can play the video on the show next week so we can see it. If it if, I mean, if it's entertaining, at least. Yeah, yeah. That way people can see. That way people can see. We'll see if the people want to see it. If Because if, this show's all about the people. If the people yeah. want to see it, we'll do it. I was, uh, I was, on, uh, I was um, getting on the plane. I mean, I was, I was at the airport. And I was going through, you know. In from one terminal to the next, had to catch the train. And uh, this one guy, he had a, uh, I don't know if he was military or not, but he had a prosthetic leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the bottom of the prosthetic leg, he had a camera on it, on the prosthetic leg. Mm. Just to see, I guess, what the, 
I don't know. Do you I, I want, from there? I don't know. I wanted to ask him so bad why the GoPro it was it was made into the prosthetic leg, right? And I was like, well, I was wondering what that was for. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I just had to throw that out there since you were talking about the GoPro. <laughs> if you, it, it, I was just wondering, you know, exactly, you know, why do they have that? You know what I mean? It'd be interesting to find out. It would yeah, be yeah, interesting yeah, to find yeah, out. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Man, I mean, uh, but, but you know, anyway, Book, we're, we're here talking inside the Hall of Fame. We want to encourage everybody to get their super chats in. This is our last show of the week, of course, before we're off. And um, Russell, uh, not WrestleMania, but the Royal Rumble is right around the corner. Like, literally, I think it's in it next week. Yeah, yeah, next week. That's crazy. In, in Florida, yeah, yeah. It's already yeah. here, man. Yeah. It's already, and this is almost. To, a, I just talking to my boy. Brian Niles from Nasty Boys, he hit me up just yesterday, told me for when I get in town, maybe he'll hit him up, maybe have a cold one or whatnot, whatnot. But uh, I'm lobbying, I'm lobbying again, you know, for the Nasty Boys to go into the Hall of Fame. Oh, I thought you were going to say for yourself to be in the Rumble. No, no, man, no, no, for the Nasty Boys, man, to finally get in, man. I really believe, truly in my heart, that the Nasty Boys deserve a spot inside the WWE Hall of Fame. They put a lot of work in, in WCW, in WWE, in WWF, they did it. They pretty much did it all, and um, so I'm, I'm hoping to see my man Knobs uh, and Sags, two Florida boys, two Florida boys. Uh, it would be only fitting to put the Nasty Boys inside the Hall of Fame in in Florida. So hopefully they'll get in this year. We'll see, man. Uh, the I, the the Nasties. We'll see, but it's uh, wait, where's WrestleMania? Tampa is is Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, I mean WrestleMania is in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Knobs, Sags. Florida boys uh, to the heart, hanging down there with Hogan, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, you know. So I would love to see the Nasty Boys get inside the Hall of Fame because my brother and I, we had so many matches with the Nasty Boys. I don't think our careers would have been, you know, what they were without the Nasty Boys. That six month run, um, just that six month run alone. To get them in the Hall of Fame, as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough six months working with those boys, man. I remember I almost got got into a fight with Sags over you what? Know? I called a spot, and uh, I think I called drop kick, and um, he he held, he, you know, stopped right before I did the drop kick move, but I took a face plant, and uh, and I was mad about it. And I was like, man, you ever do that again, man? You know, we're gonna be in a fight. And he goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to swim. It was crazy. We got to take a break. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your man, Booker T, six time world champion, two time Hall of Famer. And I'm here with my main man, Brad Gilmore, on the Hall of Fame podcast. And today we're talking about something that's been a game changer for us, and that's HelloFresh. That's right, Booker. Whether you're looking to save money, eat better, or stress less in the new year, HelloFresh has got you covered. We're talking about farm-fresh ingredients, chef-crafted recipes, and the best part, it's all delivered right to your doorstep. You know, Brad, I used to stress about meal planning, especially with my busy schedule. But with HelloFresh, man, I'm whipping up quick, tasty meals in no time. And my favorite has got to be their 15-minute recipes. Man, who knew? I could cook a gourmet meal that fast. Absolutely, Book. But let's talk about variety. HelloFresh has over 45 dinner options each week. So that's right. There's going to be no more recipe boredom. Plus, they've got calorie smart and protein smart options. Perfect for keeping those New Year's resolutions in check. 
And you know, Brad, as a family man, I'm sitting down for dinner with my crew, and it's important. Hello, fresh, quick, and easy meals have made that reality. Even on the busiest nights, it's just convenient. It's bringing the family together. And don't forget, breakfast fans, HelloFresh is hooking you up, the listeners of the Hall of Fame podcast, with free breakfast for life. That's right, a free breakfast item with every delivery. Now, that's a sweet deal to wake up to. Y'all heard it here first. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BookerFree and use the code, man, BookerFree to get your free breakfast for life. Remember, one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. Oh, yeah, man. That's HelloFresh.com slash Booker Free with the code Booker Free. Don't miss out on America's number one meal kit. Join us in making cooking fun, easy, and absolutely delicioso. It's HelloFresh. You got it. Oh, yeah. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, guys. Um, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it, bro. Yes. So uh, uh, if you did not see that was going on on the internet, uh, Grayson Waller, who is an Aussie native, and uh, L.A. Knight, who is a fan favorite, went to a morning show uh, to discuss, I think it's, uh, what's coming there? Elimination Chamber, I think, um, is coming to this morning show are coming to Australia, and they were on a morning show to, uh, you know, talk about and what have you. Now, the host started to get a little bit too, uh, too uh, I don't know, playful with the boys. Both of the hosts did. And, you know, yeah. kind of making this a little bit more ha-ha than it needed to be. And at one point, they asked if, you know, L.A. Knight or Grayson Waller could punch somebody in the face. Now, should I play the clip and then we react? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is the the clip. You should be able to hear this. Uh, this was them on Sunrise is the name of the show in Australia. Signature finishing moves. Can I give you yeah, one? Yeah, can you? Like, <laughs> not, me. not me. I'll just be over here. But can you show us? One of the Look, oh, I think it like actually just showed on the screen there. If yeah. I do that, it's not going to be a well, good day for anybody. Maybe someone in our, like our, our floor manager, maybe he seems <laughs> well, available. Actually, our floor manager's leaving this week. Yeah. And uh, he's sort of, yeah. I don't know if... That's, uh, that's not for me. You want to go ahead and uh, take this one? Look. <laughs> you... Uh-oh. I don't think you understand. Like, if I come over there right now, we're going to have the police here because I'm not going to give you some fake punch. Like, I'm going to punch you straight in the jaw. Well, I think, um, the actual the disrespect that you have even talking to me. No, you want to talk to me like this is this, this ain't real? I got no, don't act all tough, lad. Don't act all tough. Like, I'm going to get in the middle of this. You, you kick back. You kick back. Get him out of there. You get out of there. You get out of there. I'm so sorry. You don't know too mad. You guys come here trying to disrespect us. Are you kidding me? I'm not disrespecting you. You're all right, mate. No, we love you. Hey, you take that trash talk and you get out of here. Hey, you get out of here. You take that trash talk. You get out. I won't have these guests disrespected like that, Mitch. You get out. Matt, can you wrap this up? Hold your pants tight. Okay, thank you very much, gentlemen, for coming in. So, okay, there's the clip. There it is. Yeah. What's your reaction? Hey, that's what you get. That's what you get. I mean, I. He handled that. He handled that properly. You know what I mean? I mean, he wasn't going to give the guy a fake punch. 
He was going to whack the guy. He was going to kill me. He was going to hit him in the jaw. And and that's what he would have de- deserved um, if you want to see, you know, how wrestlers do it. Because I've hit guys, you know, you know, with so-called a fake punch and, you know, like Steve Austin. <laughs> and it's the hardest punch he's gotten hit with. You know, so that's the way this guy would have gotten hit if I would have been hitting him. As well as you just, you know, people want to um, – <clears throat> Look at wrestling like it's lowbrow, you know what I mean? Like it's not something um, worthy of, of, you know, being on television or being called a sport or whatever, however right. they want to look at it. Um, you might not want to have certain people on the show because just like, you know, the guy when he had Mike Tyson on, on the Ooh, show. My favorite. And Mike Tyson just, you know, gave him the ride act. I mean, I remember uh, Stuttering John, you know, caught me you know, in the middle of New York City and I wanted to kill him. You know, um, just because I'm like, bro, I mean, this is not a time to be playing around with me because, you know, stop playing, stop playing. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the time when uh, Taker and Vader was on that show. Yes, in Saudi? In, in Saudi, yeah. And, yeah. And Vader snatched the guy up and, you know, and, you know, really gave him the right, as well as David Schultz. You know, I remember um, Hogan being on um, Richard Belzer's um, show and choked him out. Let him, you know, drop and let his head hit the floor. Bang! And um, I think Belzer got $20,000 out of that, you know, from a lawsuit or something like that. Might have been more, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, but um, stuff like that happens, man. And, you know, they need to, you know, you might want to check yourself if you're bringing some wrestlers on on your program because it could, it could go wrong um, if you, you know, disrespect wrestling and disrespect the wrestler right in his face. That's, that's the hard part, disrespecting the wrestler right in his face. Yeah, because, I mean, make no mistake. I mean, I get, you know, sometimes, okay, you're doing a morning show. They want to do something zany or have fun, okay? That's yeah. something, though, you you set up beforehand. So first thing I want to yeah. say is the producers of this segment, you failed miserably, right? Like, that's something you clear. Hey, man, you know, is there a way we could do something, right? Um, yeah, show yeah. off something. I remember there was a time where Steve Austin was on Kathy Lee and Regis, and they had a thing set up with Regis, you know, where he took a bump or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- okay, look, that's something that we set up before, okay? I'm, I'm going to make sure you're protected, but, you know, w- at least I know about what, where we're going with this, right? With this one, it just seemed like, oh, these wrestlers, let's have some fun with them, you know? Punch me in the face, why don't you? You know, yeah. put another shrimp on the barbie. You know, it's like, what are, you, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? You know, you could tell uh, immediately uh, Grayson Waller wasn't feeling it. No, he was not having you fun. You could see his face, you know, from the beginning, like, where is this going? You know, it, it, I like him. I like Grayson Waller. You remember when I said that this guy is mature enough to go to the main roster and make it? Yeah. I, and I really truly believe that. I, just in that situation right there, um, he definitely uh, made the boys look good. You know, so I give him big props. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, when something like this happens, like, I wanted to use your Stuttering John example um, to bring up because at the time, the Howard Stern Show, probably the biggest or one of the biggest media outlets, but definitely the biggest radio show in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, And you kind of went there and and put pressure on a media guy who's of prominence, let's just say. Does the company come and talk to you and go, hey, book, come on, man, you can't, can't do that to the media? Or is it? High fives. Like, hey, man, you put that guy in your place. And I'm asking you that more so in reference to Grayson Waller. Does Grayson get high fives when he gets back to town? 
and goes into the locker room, or does he get a talking to? I would give him high fives. I would give him uh, big props. Uh, me personally, I, I, just from that situation right there, I don't think he did anything wrong at all. Um, and if you put me in that situation, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. Um, but as far as, um, as far as, um, you know, me being concerned, I, I've done a lot of stuff and, um, no one's never said anything. <laughs> I've said a lot, man, as far as, you know, like the study and judge situation, you know, uh, certain situations, you know, where I've gone off and you know, did certain things and, uh, no, no, no one never said too much, but but I always um ha, ha, had a a rule. My rule is uh, you know, ninety nine percent keep your mouth shut when you're hundred percent. You speak up hundred percent of the time. So if I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm hundred percent right about what I'm doing, and I'm gonna do it, no matter what the consequences may be, you know what you know what the ramifications may be, I'm still gonna do it, you know. So with Stutter and Judd that day, I had a migraine headache and it was killing me. I remember that vividly to this day. And uh, when he caught me, I was not in a good mood. And I think my migraine headache might have went away because I wanted to kill that dude so bad. And and I would have, if I could have got my hands on him, I probably would have. You know, I probably would have just, oh, man, it would have been good, too. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been good, too. Um, yeah, you know, with to me, I think the Grayson Waller thing, um, there's a lot being made about it. And, and you know what? Also, I think L.A. Knight, did the right thing too. L.A. Knight goes, you don't want me to do what you just saw in, in the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want me to do that. That's what happened. Okay, you don't want you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then Grayson, I'm not going to give you some fake punch. I'm going to punch you as hard as I can in the jaw, and the police are going to have to be called. Hey, Amen. <laughs> that, that's just that's giving you fair warning. I'm just telling you. Now, if you still want to do this, you know that's not like David Schultz. No, it's not like David Schultz. Uh-uh. No, I'm giving you fair warning, bro. If you're going to let me punch you, I'm going to punch you. Okay, fine. But if the guy's stupid enough to come from back there doing this stuff, you know, man, I would have hit him so hard, man. <laughs> He'd had a broken jaw when he left that freaking stage. Seriously. Yeah, you can't, you can't. And then what do you do? What do you do? You told me to do it. You can't I, sue me. I said what was going to happen if I do it. Exactly. That's why the one guy said, go get on back there. <laughs> he said, don't, no, 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 no. You don't want to try this. He's serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's serious. And, 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 and the thing is, I think Grayson, I don't know, maybe he also took some offense to it because it's like, look, I'm in my home country. We're bringing a big show here. Yeah. We're yeah. going to sell 50, 60, 70,000 seats, maybe more. And oh, you're I like, making a mockery. I like this kid, man. I, like I said, I like his character. I like, you know, the way he handled the situation. Uh, I really um, always had high praise for Grayson Waller. Even in, in NXT, I felt like he's a guy that was ready for the main roster when he went there. Felt like the time he put in in, in NXT, he definitely um, managed that time properly. And it wasn't about the NXT championship or anything. I mean, you don't you don't remember any NXT championships this guy had around his waist or anything. No, right? No, no. It was just it's just a worker. It's just a worker. He didn't, he didn't need any of that to get over. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm liking everything about Grayson Waller. Yeah, I know. Grayson Waller's out here killing it, and, and him and L.A. Knight. I feel like, do you think this clip's going to go down? Like, are we going to talk about this in, in, in a couple years, or is this like a no, no. here for a no, couple that, years? Nothing really happened. Right. You know, something would have happened. You know what I mean? If it would have been a, a Vader moment, Ooh. you know, <laughs> Vader, man. I don't think, I, I think that 
I don't know how Vader left the country. I, I think they had to pay some money to get him out of the country uh, back then. From what from what I was hearing, I think yeah. that they did. I think Vince had to put in a call. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, they had they about to lock him up over there, bro. And it was it would have been bad. <laughs> I bet you I put tapes out, bro. It was, it was all over Vader, man. I can imagine that. <laughs> oh my God, man. Hey guys, we gotta take a break. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for an important public service announcement. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is not a drill. Is it something more essential? A revolutionary ball trimmer that has landed right here from the future. That's right. Manscaped has been working overtime to upgrade your below-the-waist grooming experience with their cutting-edge lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Let's cut to the chase. Every man out there knows the fear of going in for a close shave in those most sensitive areas. Yeah, we've been there, Book, but fear no more. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is the hero that you deserve, featuring not one, but two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads. This isn't just your standard grooming. It is that, that super smooth finish with a new foil blade your heart desires and Manscaped delivers. And it does not stop there. With dual LED spotlights, you can navigate the darkest of regions with precision regardless of your skin tone. And they thought of everything, man. Three-leaf setting cone. And guess what? My man, this bad boy is waterproof. That's right, Booker. Trim with confidence in or out of the shower. The Lawnmower 5.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks, the risk of ingrown hairs, and those dreaded grooming accidents. And because we've got your back, man, get 20% off free shipping with the code, you know, Booker T at manscaped.com. Just think about it. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Booker T. High-tech grooming for your low places. Look, man, from a personal experience, this isn't just a ball trimmer. It's like a spaceship for your man parts. Smooth, efficient, and it takes care of B-I-itness, dog. Remember, we're keeping it real with you all. We partner up with Manscaped because we believe in the product. They hooked us up, and we're passing that on to you. So, gentlemen, upgrade your grooming game, man, and visit manscaped.com. And don't forget to use the promo code BOOKERD for your exclusive deals. The Hall of Fame Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's up, everybody? It's your man, Booker T, along with my main man, Brad Gilmore. We're back with another episode. And today, we want to talk to you about something that's incredibly important, especially during this time of the year. That's right, Booker. You know, as we head into the end of the year, it's the time for reflection, joy, and sometimes for a lot of us, a lot of stress. The holidays can be overwhelming for many, and it's okay to admit that. Look, this time of the year can be a lot to handle, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety, but we've got something positive to share with you today. That's right, Book. It's therapy. It's a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something you can look forward to, something that can make you feel grounded, 
something that equips you with the tools to manage everything that life throws at you. And when it comes to therapy, we've got the solution for you, BetterHelp. It's convenient, flexible, and entirely online. You can match up with a licensed therapist who fits your schedule, and you can even switch therapists at any time at no extra cost. The best part is it's so easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, just like I did. I went through the process myself. It helped match me with a licensed therapist who will help me and can help you on your journey to personal growth and well-being. And here's the kicker, folks. You can get started today and receive 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Booker T. That's right, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P dot com slash Booker T. You deserve to find your bright spot this season, and BetterHelp is here to help you do just that. Don't wait. Take that positive step towards a brighter future. Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, professional, affordable, and convenient online counseling. Oh, yeah. Trying to stay comfortable while you sleep. Well, I've got something exciting for you. That's right, Book. We've recently discovered a game changer for a good night's sleep. It's called Miracle Made, and it has its new product, the silver-infused bed sheets inspired by NASA. Yeah, these sheets are no ordinary sheets, guys. They've got self-cooling properties that keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. Thanks to NASA-inspired technology. And here's the kicker. They're self-cleaning, too. Infused with silver, these sheets prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them fresh and clean three times longer than regular sheets. So that means no more gross odors. Plus, they're all about comfort and quality. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the crazy price tag of other luxury brands. Trust me, book. They feel as nice, if not nicer, than the sheets used by some five-star hotel and just in time for the holidays guys these miracle sheets make perfect gifts for your loved ones and who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious bed sheets and guess what guys you get three free towels with your purchase but wait there's more these sheets are designed with your skin in mind no more sleeping on bacteria that can clog your pores you don't want that sleep clean with miracles yeah, so here's the deal, listeners. Go to trymiracle.com slash booker to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And guess what? You will save over 40%. Do it! And don't forget, guys, if you use the promo code at your checkout, you'll get three free tiles and an extra 20% off. And if that wasn't great, here's the best part. Miracle stands behind their product with a 30-day money back guarantee if you're not 100 satisfied you will get a full refund from miracle made hey guys upgrade with miracle made go to try miracle.com slash booker and use the promo code booker and claim your free three-piece tile set and save over 40 percent try miracle.com slash booker treat yourself or a loved one this holiday season to a gift of better sleep. Don't wait. Try Miracle Made today. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, guys. Um, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Bro. Yes. So, uh, uh, if you did not see that was going on on the internet, uh, Grayson Waller, who is an Aussie native, and uh, L.A. Knight, who is a fan favorite, 
went to a morning show uh, to discuss, I think it's, uh, what's coming there? Elimination Chamber, I think, um, is coming to this morning show, or coming to Australia, and they were on a morning show to, uh, you know, talk about and what have you. Now, the host started to get a little bit too, uh, too uh, I don't know, playful with the boys. Both of the hosts did. And, you know, yeah. kind of making this a little bit more ha-ha than it needed to be. And at one point they asked if, you know, L.A. Knight or Grayson Waller could punch somebody in the face. Now, should I play the clip and then we react? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is the, the clip. You should be able to hear this. Uh, this was them on Sunrise is the name of the show in Australia. Signature finishing moves. Can I give you one? Yeah, can you? Like, <laughs> no, not me. I'll just be over here. But can you show us? One of the Look, oh, I think it like actually just showed on the screen there. If yeah. I do that, it's not going to be a well, good day for anybody. Maybe someone in, our, like our, our floor manager, maybe he seems <laughs> well, available. Actually, our floor manager's leaving this week. Yeah, and uh, he's sort of. Yeah. I don't know. If... That's uh, that's not for me. You want to go ahead and no. take this one? Look, <laughs> you. Uh oh. I don't think you understand. Like, if I come over there right now, we're going to have the police here because I'm not going to give you some fake punch. Like, I'm going to punch you straight in the jaw. Well, I think, um, the actual the disrespect that you have even talking to me. No, you want to talk to me like this is this, this ain't real? I got no. Don't act all tough, lad. Don't act all tough. Like, I'm in the middle of this. You, you kick back. You kick back. Get him out of there. You get out of there. I'm so sorry. You're not too mad. You guys come here trying to disrespect us. Are you kidding me? I'm not disrespecting you. You're right, mate. No, we love you. Hey, you take that trash talk and you get out of here. Hey, you get out of here. You take that trash You get out. I won't have these guests disrespected like that, Mitch. You get out. Oh. Can you wrap this up? Hold your pants tight. Okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for coming in. So. Okay. There's the clip. There it is. Yeah. What's your reaction? Hey, that's what you get. That's what you get. I mean, I. He handled that. He handled that properly. You know what I mean? I mean, he wasn't going to give the guy a fake punch. He was going to whack the guy. He was going to give him. He was going to hit him in the jaw. And and that's what he would have de- deserved um, if you want to see, you know, how wrestlers do it. Because I've hit guys, you know, you know, with so-called a fake punch and, you know, like Steve Austin. <laughs> and it's the hardest punch he's gotten hit with. You know, so that's the way this guy would have gotten hit if I would have been hitting him. As well as you just, you know, people want to um, – <coughs> Look at wrestling like it's lowbrow, you know what I mean? Like it's not something um, worthy of, of, you know, being on television or being called a sport or whatever, however right. they want to look at it. Um, you might not want to have certain people on the show because just like, you know, the guy when he had Mike Tyson on, on the Ooh, show. My favorite. And Mike Tyson just, you know, gave him the right act. I mean, I remember uh, Stuttering John, you know, caught me you know, in the middle of New York City and I wanted to kill him. You know, um, just because I'm like, bro, I mean, this is not a time to be playing around with me because, you know, stop playing, stop playing. Um, I, I don't know if you remember the time when uh, Taker and Vader was on that show. Yes, in Saudi? In, in Saudi, yeah. And, yeah. And Vader snatched the guy up and, you know, and, you know, really gave him the right, as well as David Schultz. You know, I remember um, Hogan being on um, Richard Belzer's um, show and choked him out. Let him, you know, drop and let his head hit the floor. Bang! And um, I think Belzer got $20,000 out of that, you know, from a lawsuit or something like that. Might have been more, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Um, but um, stuff like that happens, man. And, you know, they need to, you know, you might want to check yourself if you're bringing some wrestlers on 
on your program because it could, it could go wrong um, if you, you know, disrespect wrestling and disrespect the wrestler right in his face. That's that's the hard part, disrespecting the wrestler right in his face. Yeah, because, I mean, make no mistake. I mean, I get, you know, sometimes, okay, you're doing a morning show. They want to do something zany or have fun, okay? That's yeah. something, though, you, you set up beforehand. So first thing I want oh, yeah. to say is the producers of this segment, you failed miserably, right? Like, that's something you clear. Hey, man, you know, is there a way we could do something, right? Um, yeah, show yeah. off something. I remember there was a time where Steve Austin was on Kathy Lee and Regis, and they had a thing set up with Regis, you know, where he took a bump or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- okay, look, that's something that we set up before, okay? I'm, I'm going to make sure you're protected, but, you know, w- at least I know about what, where we're going with this, right? With this one, it just seemed like, oh, these wrestlers, let's have some fun with them. You know, punch me in the face, why don't you? You know, yeah. put another shrimp on the barbie. You know, it's like, what are you, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you could tell uh, immediately uh, Grayson Waller wasn't feeling it. No, he was not having you fun. You could see his face, you know, from the beginning, like, where is this going? You know, it, it, I like him. I like Grayson Waller. You remember when I said that this guy is mature enough to go to the main roster and make it? Yeah. And I really truly believe that. I, just in that situation right there, uh, he definitely uh, made the boys look good. You know, so I give him big props. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, when something like this happens, like, I wanted to use your Stuttering John example um, to bring up because at the time, the Howard Stern Show, probably the biggest or one of the biggest media outlets, but definitely oh, the yeah. biggest radio show in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, and you kind of went there and, and put pressure on a media guy who's of prominence, let's just say. Does the company come and talk to you and go, hey, book, come on, man, you can't can't do that to the media? Or is it high fives? Like, hey, man, you put that guy in your place. And I'm asking you that more so in reference to Grayson Waller. Does Grayson get high fives when he gets back to town and goes into the locker room, or does he get a talking to? I would give him high fives. I would give him uh, big props. Uh, me personally, I, I, just from that situation right there, I don't think he did anything wrong at all. Um, and if you put me in that situation, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. Um, but if, as far as um, as far as um, you know, me being concerned, I, I've done a lot of stuff, and uh, no one's never said anything. <laughs> I've said a lot, man, as far as, you know, like the Stutter and Judd situation, you know, uh, certain situations you know, where I've gone off and you know, did certain things. And uh, I know, no one never said too much. But but I always um, I, I had a, a rule. My rule is, uh, you know, 99% keep your mouth shut when you're 100% you speak up 100% of the time. So if I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm 100% right about what I'm doing, and I'm going to do it no matter what the consequences may be. You know what? You know what the ramifications may be. I'm still going to do it. You know, so with Stutter and John that day, I had a migraine headache and it was killing me. I remember that vividly to this day. And uh, when he caught me, I was not in a good mood. And I think my migraine headache might have went away because I wanted to kill that dude so bad. And and I would have if I could have got my hands on him, I probably would have. You know, I probably would have just, just. Oh man, it would have been good too. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been good too, um, yeah. You know, with to me, I think the Grayson Waller thing. Um, there's a lot being made about it, and and you know what? Also, I think L.A. Knight 
did the right thing too. LA Knight goes, you don't want me to do what you just saw in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want me to do that. That's what happened. Okay. You don't want, you don't want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then Grayson, I'm not going to give you some fake punch. I'm going to punch you as hard as I can in the jaw and the police are going to have to be called. Hey man. <laughs> that, that's just, that's giving you fair warning. I'm just telling you. Now, if you still want to do this, you know, that's not like David Schultz. No, it's not like David Schultz. Uh-uh. No, I'm giving you fair warning, bro. If you're going to let me punch you, I'm going to punch you. Okay, fine. But if the guy's stupid enough to come from back there doing this stuff, you know, man, I would have hit him so hard, man. <laughs> He'd had a broken jaw when he left that freaking stage. Seriously. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And then what do you do? What do you do? You told me to do it. You can't I, sue me. I said what was going to happen if I do it. Exactly. That's why the one guy said, go get on back there. <laughs> he said, don't, no, 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 no. You don't want to try this. He's serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's serious. And, 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 and the thing is, I think Grayson, I don't know, maybe he also took some offense to it because it's like, look, I'm in my home country. We're bringing a big show here. Yeah. We're yeah. going to sell 50, 60, 70,000 seats, maybe more. And oh, you're I like making this. a mockery. I like this kid, man. Like I said, I like his character. I like, you know, the way he handled the situation. Uh, I really um, always had high praise for Grayson Waller. Even in, in NXT, I felt like he's a guy that was ready for the main roster when he went there. Felt like the time he put in in, in NXT, he definitely um, managed that time properly. And it wasn't about the NXT championship or anything. I mean, you don't need, you don't remember any NXT championships this guy had around his waist or anything. No, right? No, no. It was just it's just a worker. It's just a worker. He didn't, he didn't need any of that to get over. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I'm liking everything about Grayson Waller. Yeah, I know. Grayson Waller's out here killing it, and, and him and L.A. Knight. I feel like, do you think this clip's going to go down? Like, are we going to talk about this in, in, in a couple years, or is this like a no, no. here for a that, couple that, years? Nothing really happened. Right. You know, something would have happened. You know what I mean? If it would have been a, a Vader moment, Ooh. you know, <laughs> Vader, man. I don't think, I, I think they, I don't know how Vader left the country. I, I think they had to. Pay some money to get him out of the country uh, back then. From what from what I was hearing, I think yeah. that they did. I think Vince had to put in a call. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I mean, they had they about to lock him up over there, bro. And it was it would have been bad. <laughs> I bet you I bet tapes out rolling. <laughs> they was all over Vader, man. I can imagine that. <laughs> oh my god, man. hey guys, we gotta take a break. Stick around. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. Can you dig it, dig it, dig it sucker? It, sucker. All right, everyone, it's Booker T and Brad Gilmore here, and we've got something exciting for all you sports, comedy, music, and theater fans out there. We're talking about game time, the fastest, easiest way to get your hands on tickets to your favorite events. That's right, Book. We love all those spontaneous, unforgettable moments, and game time is here to make them happen. Whether it's a last-minute decision to see a game or a sudden urge to catch a live show, game time has got you covered, giving fans access to tickets even at the last minute in over 60 cities across the United States and Canada. And guys, this ain't about getting in. This is about getting the best seats in the house. With game time, you can see images of your seat before you buy it, so no surprises there, guys. You can score tickets swiftly. Skip the line, guys. Just dive straight into the moment. Absolutely. Listen to this. Game time guarantees the best prices. Find tickets in the same section and row for less elsewhere. 
Game time will give you a credit of 110% of the difference. So there's no reason to wait, bro. So whether it's the thrill of the game, the laughter of the comedy, the rhythm of the music, or the drama of the theater, guys, don't let the opportunity skip by. Choose game time. Grab your tickets and just enjoy the moment. Live should be spontaneous books, so guys, don't miss out. Check out Game Time now on their app or at GameTime.co. That's GameTime.co. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Booker for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Lowest price. G guarantee. Oh, yes. Sucker! And this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about sex. Hey, you remember when you was always ready to go? I'm talking about strapping the rocket on it, man. Going straight to the moon. I'm talking about getting it done. If you want that extra confidence, I got something for you. Listen up, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, but in a chewable tablet at the fraction of the cost. But the great thing, Book, is you can take it any time, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, You'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, guys, is all done online on the internet. So there's no doctor's visit, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at a pharmacy or any of that. And the thing is, book Blue Chew's tablets, they're made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package so no one is the wiser. You know, let's just get it out there, guys. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. It's like this. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew absolutely free when you use promo code Booker at your checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping, man. That's BlueChew.com and use promo code and receive your first month absolutely free, man. Visit BlueChew.com use promo code Booker to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety the information and you know we want to thank blue chew for sponsoring the hall of fame podcast chew it and do it boom welcome back inside the hall of fame uh, hey man uh <laughs> i don't know if you've been on uh, watching um the um aw's version timeless tony storm i have been seeing timeless tony what do you think about that so I actually kind of like it. I'm yeah. actually a fan. I think that it's different. It's unique. It kind of reminds me in some ways of, do you remember when Goldust did the 24 karat pictures thing back in the day? Mm-hmm. It was really all in on that character. Yeah. I'm really behind it, man. If I'm, if I'm being honest and, and Tony storm can work. Um, yeah. I think she's great in the ring and in the ring. She has a couple moments where she gets the gimmick in. Uh, like Goldust did, but overall, it's like bell-to-bell action with her. Um, you know, real as possible it can be. I like how they go to black to white. I like it. I really do. I like it all. All right, all right. I was just checking. What man. do you I think? Just, no, I like it, too. Uh, actually, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's different. 
Yeah, it's different. It seemed like it, it's something that came out of her head, too. I, I think she's 100% behind it. It seemed like something that she had been thinking about for quite some time to want to pull something out that was totally different, which, for me, is wrestling. You know, it, it's, it's, it's that stupid side of wrestling, the word, is to be embellished to whatever you want it to be, you know. Um, but it still has a context to where you look at it to where it's not hokey or anything like that. You go, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, it's one of those type of deals. Um, but what I was what I was wondering was um, now since uh, Dana Brooke is all elite, now she's doing this thing called Ash by Elegance, and it's quite similar. I think she's in TNA, right? Oh, is, is she in TNA? I think she's TNA. Yeah. Okay, but but that but gimmick, it's similar. Yes, it's similar. It's, all, it's almost like the same, same, same character. Um, what do you what do you think about that? You know what I mean? Because that's almost like back in the day you had Ric Flair, and then you had Buddy Landell. You They're know, both the Nature they, Boy. They, both of those guys was Nature Boy. They had pretty much the same character, same gimmick. Um, I now I've only seen like a couple things from Ash by Elegance. Um. I like the name. I, I feel like I, I haven't gotten to see a promo. So let me say this. I haven't seen a promo, but I'm yeah, assuming yeah. it's like she's a like it almost sounds like a fragrance, right? Or a uh, uh, a clothing line, you know? Yeah, you look at the comparison, the, the dress, the look, the hair, everything almost spot on as far as, uh, you know, what Tony Storm is doing. Well, sometimes uh, that's, I guess. What happens in wrestling? Something gets popular, and everybody wants to try to do a version of it. Um, but, but I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I haven't got the scene enough of Ash by like Elegance. Harvey, you know, stealing jokes. Well, that was Cedric the Entertainer, allegedly, by the way. And and the Steve, Steve, Steve stole, stole some jokes too, didn't? Uh, oh, he did. I thought you were talking about oh, what Cat yeah. said. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Steve, Steve stole some jokes too. Um, well, you know what though? But but Steve was given the business. In Detroit, Michigan, in front of ten thousand people. <laughs> so I don't know, but um, you, you know, the to go. I haven't seen enough by Ash by Elegance to really give you um a, a thoughtful assessment of it. But going back to Timeless Tony, I will say this because I do see some people online hating on the gimmick, and 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 my defense of it is like you can't have it both ways. You can't say AEW doesn't focus on the characters and the storylines. And then when they give you a character, say, well, the character's too over the top. Like, let it live. Like, either, 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 you're either one way or the other, in my opinion. Like, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. And I, and I think that Tony Storm is doing something. I'm not going to say it's revolutionary or anything, because we've seen versions of this gimmick before. Um, but she's doing something that's unique to her. And I, and I agree with you, too. It feels like it's right out of her head. Now, was Dana Brooke, a.k.a. Ash by Elegance, inspired by it? Um, when yeah. I can see a promo, I will let you know. But I like the name. I think Ash by Elegance is a cool name. What do you, what, what do you think about uh, uh, Dana Brooke? I, mean, I, 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 I was reading something where they were saying that she uh, was pretty much giving WWE the business. I, I, me personally, I don't look at it like that. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. I have a quote here in front no. of me. As far as you know, her not being um, believed in, they didn't believe in her, uh, and 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 I don't know. What do you think about that? Because Dana Brooke, I think, had you know a multitude of chances actually to get over. Uh, I, I think it was more so. I don't know. 
I think the fans really never got behind Dana Brooke. It felt like they never clicked with her. This was her quote. I honestly think that they didn't believe in me. Producers TJ uh, Wilson, which is Tyson Kidd, would be a big advocate for me. He'd always be like, Dana can do it. And it wasn't happening. I wasn't that girl. I wasn't the girl that they were trying to push to the next level. I was always the one who would take the pinfall, and I was okay with it, thinking in my mind, okay, this is going to be a shot and a next time. There's going to be a shot and a next time. And there never was a next time. I fought so hard. It was like 2018 or 2019 money in the bank. I wanted to hang from the briefcase, swing from it, and fall into a pile of girls and catch me. No, that's a little too dangerous. I was in gymnastics for 18 years. The bars are this high, and I would do a double backflip and land. I promise. I'm okay. Just let me do it. It would be a wow factor. I just didn't think that they had the confidence in me. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, me personally, I don't look at it that way. Uh, I thought Dana Brooke had a lot of chances to actually get over uh, with the fans. And, I, 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 and me personally, I don't. That's where I always um, talk about as far as people looking for the, the the company to write something for them, looking for the company to give them the ball, you know, and let them do this and, you know, win the title, you know, let me drop, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I always thought, I'm serious, and I'm just saying this, I always thought you make the company right for you by going out there and making the fans come up out their damn seats. That's the way I think you get put in that position. I don't think you just get put in that position because this person should have a turn, this person should have a turn, and this person should have a turn. It's not like Pop Warner where everybody get a trophy. It's not like, you know, just because you've been around, you should be in a, a certain position. I think your work d determines what position that you you, you achieve. Uh, that's just me. I could be wrong, but that's the way I've always looked at this business, and that's why the way I say, reason I say that is because if I thought like that, everybody at Reality of Wrestling would get a chance at being a Reality of Wrestling champion just because they, you know, hanging around and going to the show. It's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah, yeah, you got to earn the spot. You and, gotta and, earn. You gotta earn the spot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. Do you see um, um, Dana Brooke um, um, going out and not performing? You know, Sasha Banks, uh, Charlotte, uh, Bailey, Oscar. Uh, uh, do you see her going out there and outshining any of those guys or those girls? No, but her point. I mean, for her defense, her point was she was never given that opportunity. No, 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 no. When you're in a match, you get that opportunity. I've seen Dana Brooke in several matches. That's what I'm talking about. When you're in the match, you get a chance to prove how good you are That's in the match. Mm -hmm. Whether you go up or down. I've gone down in many matches where I've gone out and, and showed, man, maybe we need to be putting this guy over. It was, it was one of those deals. You know what I mean? But in the beginning, you think I came in the company and I was, I was going over? You think I was winning? Yeah. Me and my no. brother, me and my brother, we didn't win any matches when we first came in, uh, other than you know enhancement matches, you know stuff like that when it was getting us over. But it's big time matches. No, we we lost every overseas tour that m my brother and I went on. We lost, but we went out there, and, you know, proved it in the ring that you know perhaps we we should have won. You know what I mean? And at the end of the night, we still could raise our hand because we just went out there and showed 
we we won this match because everybody in this audience is going crazy right now. That's how you get the fans behind you. That's how you get the, the company to push you. And, and my, I'm saying this because uh, it's a lot of young guys out there that think, well, maybe they're not not writing writing for me. Maybe uh, I'm not, you know, in in the game because you know, uh, you know, I, you know, somebody didn't like me, and I'm not, you know, go out there and perform at a certain level. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's nothing the company can do but put you in a position. That's it. I'm gonna tell you that's that's bottom line. That's fact. So young people. Get out of that mindset of thinking that somebody need to do something for you opposed to you going out there and making them do it for you by going out there and performing at a level where they cannot deny you. And from that point on, uh, the sky's the limit, man. Two-time Hall of Fame, seriously. And and I, I agree with everything you're saying. And, and, and in terms of what she wanted to do at Money in the Bank um, and her saying they didn't believe in her of doing the, the spot, swinging from the briefcase, I don't even think it was a not a belief in her. To me, if somebody came in, in, in your office and said, oh, I want to do this spot where I swing from the briefcase and land on a bunch of people, I have 18 years of experience as a gymnast, I think your response would be, well, this ain't gymnastics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's and so much maybe, more that can happen. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that spot. You know, And we're 20 uh, minutes in. What do we need it for? We've never done a spot like that ever before. Right, and we don't want to start experimenting, you know. And I, I, like I said, I don't think it was not believing in her, and it's not a slight on her or anything like that. I'm just saying to find yourself at an elite level in this business. I don't care whether it's TNA, AEW, anywhere. To find yourself in the elite spot, you're gonna to have to be an elite worker. Simple as that. Stick around, guys. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, just talking about uh, Ash by Elegance. Um, and, and again, guys, no, no slide or anything like that. No, uh, no, no, no. Just talking about how I've seen, uh, you know, guys, like back in the day, uh, that wasn't doing any of what I was just talking about. Be talking about when are we going to get our T-shirt? When are we going to get a T-shirt? And I'm like, Bro, you know, go out there and, you know, you know, pop the crowd before you start talking about getting a T-shirt. You know, and the thing is, if you was popping the crowd, you wouldn't have to worry about a T-shirt. Right. Am I right or wrong on that? Right, right. You'd be selling, you know, much merch, you know, if you pop in the crowd, if you're going out there and giving the crowd what they, what they want on a weekly basis. I, I, that's just the way that normally works, you know. So I just feel like... Um, uh, and I've seen it um, like so many times where where guys are waiting and guys are waiting on, on someone to, you know, put them in position in this business. And I, and I implore these young guys to, you know, go out there and take that position. And, and I, I've seen it in reality wrestling. I always refer back to Gustavo Mendoza, you know, a guy who went out and took the position and, and, and could have kept the position, you know, as long as he wanted to, but was smart enough to say, hey, let's, let's put this guy in a position, you know? So no, um, Take that, uh, uh, take that shot. Take that shot and go out there and take it more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll see uh, kind of what becomes of it uh, moving forward, of course, um, with Ash by Elegance, but perhaps TNA is the best spot. Well, again, uh, this is what I kind of said about Dolph, or excuse me, Nick Nemeth, which I think translates over for um, 
uh, Ash by Elegance is TNA. There's there's definitely names there that you know. There's not as many names as you know in a WWE or an AEW for that matter. Um, so I think having going to TNA, you have a better chance of getting some significant television time. I just wish I could see more TNA. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it seems like it's like lost somewhere as far as the television goes. Yeah, uh, it's on Access, I think. Right? I know it's on Access, and, and I get I got Access. Yeah, but it's it's not something like I uh, you know make sure I you know put my TV on alarm to make sure I'm watching Access on whatever night they come on. I don't even know what night they come on. I, I don't know. And that's the one thing I think about TNA uh, more than anything, which it was like that when, when I was there and they were on Spike. Okay, they 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 were like you know in a prime time spot, and and I would go places and people had thought I had retired. Uh, that whole two years I was there, I would go places and people go, man, you know, you know, what are you doing here? I'm, I'm here for a show, man. Man, I thought you retired, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're gonna be that right down the street. It was one of those type of deals, and it seems that way right now. He, I don't know here in the United States, at least as far as uh being able to you know access TNA and see what TNA truly is all about. On a weekly basis, even from a highlight perspective, I don't even see a lot of highlights of TNA. I don't even know who's in TNA. That's why I thought Ash was in AEW. I'm serious. I saw the logo uh, behind it, but I guess I didn't pay attention. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see what becomes of it. I'm, I'm excited to see. We do have a few uh, super chatters that have come in. Oh. Um. Do you want to uh, go ahead and see? Let's take them. All right. Uh, let's go to our first one here for the day. That comes from our friend at Super Chat. Alexander Fitzgerald. <laughs> Do you remember five of genders wins? I don't. I don't. And that's, that's a, this is a true statement. I don't remember five of genders wins. And I know that's been a story out there. It, you know, when I said that about Hook, but I wasn't saying that about Hook in a negative way. I was talking about Tony Khan, you know, um, inadequacies, inadequacies as far as this guy got 28 wins on, uh, you know, and he, he should be a household name. Everybody should be talking about Hook. It should be Hook t-shirts. It, it should be Hook merch, you know, all over the place. That's that's what I'm talking about. Do I remember five Jinder Mahal's ways? I don't because, you know, I don't look at Jinder Mahal for, for his wins and losses. If you if you can you know understand what I mean by that, right? Jim Mahal's an entertainer. He's a performer. When he won the world title, I don't I don't remember a match he won before that, and I don't remember a match he won after that. Right. But but when he won the world title, it was a moment for him, and normally that's what this business is about: moments. Not too many people going to remember the ones and losses. That's what I was. That was my point about Hook. No one's going to remember his ones and losses, but people will remember how popular this kid was when he was having that run. Do that make any sense? Right. Do that right. make any sense? I'm with you. I get Hopefully it. it does. Hopefully it does. I definitely understand. I get it and t totally understand what you're saying. And, and, and you know what? To Hook's credit, a uh, couple nights ago, he and Samoa Joe had, had a gr good match, man. Had a yeah, good match. I mean, Joe, Joe put that. Joe went out there and put that kid to a test. Shined him he went up out there, too. Beat him, beat him like he stole something, uh, and, and and he made him look good. He he passed the test. Uh, more importantly than anything, yeah, yeah. 
And if people get out of this, you know, tribalism and, and quit thinking that, you know, somebody's talking about somebody, people won't take stuff like that so offensive. Other than and then look into it and really understand what it actually means. Why would I? Why would I? Why would I? Me personally, want to say anything negative about a young kid getting in this business, right? And trying to make it. That's not me. Okay, that's not me. I right. got young kids myself. I got too many of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I and I get the sentiment. I. I definitely got the sentiment. You know, of what the thing is, I've said, and the thing is, I've even made quotes about my young kids that's come through my school that have made it into the business, like in Athena. You know, I, you know, but but it's not out of hate or 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 anything like that. I'm saying it because I, I'm trying to help her because I want her to make it all the way through this thing. There's so many bumps in the road that you can get, you know, stuck and caught up with. You can, you totally not, you know, make make it to the end. For me, it's about finishing this race. Right. Get, seeing the end of it. 100%. Yeah. Definitely agree. Um, I know we, we only have one more segment for this, so we got to get a few super chats to get through. This is from John, JID999. I've heard The Undertaker talk about his fire entrance setting him on fire. Booker, do you have any close calls with anything involving your entrance? No, no. Um, I don't have any um, Michael Jackson moments <laughs> or anything like that. Because uh, you were pretty far away from the yeah, I was always pretty- I was always pretty far away from fire, uh, but you could feel it. And um, especially uh, when I got to WWE, um, the fire was like right on my back. You know, I mean, it was like, oh, man, you could, because you could feel it. The fans could actually feel it as well. It was, it was a monster, you know. And that's what I was always uh, so uh, over the top. I was like, wow, man, this is interesting. You know, always thought I had a really, really cool interest. Um, in WCW, and then when I got to WWE, man, they really put the rocket on it, you know, took it over the moon. So yeah, man, yeah. they made they, that entrance felt so massive. And like I said, you were one of the few guys. I mean, because not everybody gets promo. I mean, a pyro. I mean, right or fire yeah. or or, yeah. or, or yeah. anything like that. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. It pretty, was dope. It definitely was dope. Like I wonder what the I would love for someone to tell me what would be the cost your entrance cost over your span of your WWE career. Like that's crazy. Man. I would, I would love to know that number. Somebody hey man, has it. Just glad I didn't have to come out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do one more before we have to go to break this from Elijah. Vin. I wanted to ask you all, do you think Vince McMahon is going to come back to the Royal rumble? And somebody tried to say on YouTube, I think they were just bull crap. Like in the rumble. <laughs> I don't think Vince is getting in the rumble. Now, Vince just came off of a surgery. Um, like a spine surgery or a back surgery. Yeah, spinal surgery not too long ago. Yeah, something. And, uh, no, nah, I don't think Vince is going to be in the Raw. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I wouldn't put it past him trying to get in it. You know, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious, man. Uh, if anybody would try to pull something off like that, it would be Vince McMahon. But I, I do not think we're going to see Vince in the Royal Rumble uh, here in 2024. I, I, just don't, I don't think so either. I don't yeah, think so. I'd be, that'd be a hard one to, yeah. to, to, to find. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. figure out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, do we have time for one more? I guess we do. This comes yeah. from uh, Mr. Joe Walker. And take your cleanup out the game, man. 
clean, take and take you clean up out the game, man. Growl. That's what, that's one of my sayings. You know what I mean? Take your, you remember? Take you clean up. Oh, you know? oh, I'm reading it not in the right, not in the right rhythm. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not reading it in the all right. My little, all my little privates. <laughs> right. And take you clean up out the game, man. Yes. Okay. When you read it in the right rhythm. I got it. Yeah, it yeah. Makes I sense. <laughs> well, I think we got to take one more book. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We got to take one more break and then finish oh, these up. <laughs> All right. Stick around, guys. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll be back in a minute, y'all. Hey. Boom. Welcome back inside the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's keep it rolling, man. Got any more super chats? We do. We do we have plenty, plenty of super chats. Let's, let's see. Let's go to our next one here. This comes from. Uh, M Music. Book, are you doing the Royal Rumble kickoff show this year? I look forward to hearing your expertise live in person prior to the Rumble. Yeah, yeah I will be there um, next week. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Sit down with the crew. Uh, see my my, my my main man, Petey Weestraw, the devil's son-in-law. Can't wait to see him. Going to have some fun. So, yeah, yeah. Petey what? what? Petey Weestraw. Petey Weestraw. The devil's son-in-law. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's old Rudy Ray Moore stuff. Yeah. Hey, man. Back. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie? The one with Eddie? Dolomite? Yeah, Dolomite is my name. I didn't see the, I didn't see the um, new one. I don't know why I didn't see it, man. I'm going to have to definitely go back and check it out. Oh, man. You know what? You know what? I, might, I might go back and show me. I may watch that tonight. Oh, yeah. man. Eddie does such a good job. Oh, he yeah. does such a good job as Rudy Ray Moore. Oh, it's yeah. so good, man. You got to check it out. You got to. Um, this is from Mike Edwards. You guys see Young Bucks finally for the first time on TV saying they are EVPs and rocking and jacking Vince McMahon's mustache. The Vince stashes that they have are phenomenal. And if and, and I read that online that they were like an allusion to Vince. I don't know if that's true or not, but if there is, it's even better. You know what I mean? I, I, you know what? I saw it. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I, I didn't even know who they were. You didn't recognize them? I didn't even recognize them. You know what I mean? Uh, and if that's what it is, you know, I mean, you know, rock it, go with it. But uh, it's funny it's, to lean into it, right? Like all the, you know, executives in wrestling have this thin mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, maybe that's going to be the new trend. Maybe so. Maybe so. And the you know, Bucks are angling for that match with the Stinger to close out his career. Looks yeah. like that's what they're going to do. And, yeah. uh, and, and you talked about how that's the right call. I see a lot of the sites picked it up, man, as far as me putting the bucks over, you know, to, you know, saying that these guys can work. I, I don't know why, you know, that's that's that seemed to be shocking <laughs> to the wrestling world. Me saying the uh, young bucks can work, but uh no nah, man, I'm, I'm I'm true to my word. I'm true to my word. I feel like those guys definitely can um, go out and perform with anybody in the world. Yeah. So and then um our next one here is from Big Brizo. That makes me want to throw up the morning show clip. I hate when pro wrestling gets disrespected because it's so cool to watch. SMH. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, stuff like that's going to happen. Like I said, people still want to look at professional wrestling like it's, you know, lowbrow, like it's not something that we haven't been putting in work to make a household name and a household product for years. Like we haven't been putting our bodies out lives, you know, our families, um, livelihoods on the line on a, on a weekly basis. Um, it's no different than, you know, what, what guys do in Hollywood uh, when they go out there and, you know, shoot their movies, whatnot, and do their scenes. Um, it's no different than, than any other, uh, 
you know, form of life, you know, when someone is going out there and putting in the work and entertaining fans. Uh, that That's what this thing's about. And when I just don't know, I don't understand why people won't come out of, you know, feeling that way about professional wrestling. I mean, we all know what wrestling is. We all know what it is. Right. But we, but, but still, we all, um, you know, want to be entertained in some form or some fashion. And the way we be it, the way we want to be entertained, that's our choice. It, I mean, I don't bother nobody when they go watch somebody slap somebody, you know. If that's what you want to do, fine. You know what I mean? That, that, if that's the way you want to make your living, fine. I'm not going to look down on you uh, 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 because, because and the thing is, I might not even like it. it. May not be my cup of tea. But why are you bringing me on your show? Right. Why are you bringing me on? You bring me on your show because you know it's going to get some ratings. And then you bring me on your show to try to embarrass me as you get ratings off of me at the same time. Do that make any sense? No. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, lowbrow. Yeah. Lowbrow, man. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> I can kind of read this guy's name on the show. But uh, predictions on the UFC Toronto Strickland versus, it's. I think he's, uh, it says DDP, but it's Duplessis, I, I think he's fighting. Uh, Strick, Sean Strickland and Duplessis. Um, he says he's going. So, uh, what, do you have any predictions on that one? Uh, I don't think Strickland's going to come out too well in this fight. Really? He's a champ, yeah, right? Yeah. Or he's a man? Yeah, he's a champ. Um, but I just feel like Izzy um, and his style was just perfect, you know, for him to win that fight. Um, just all out. You know, it's like it's like fighting a guy who really don't know how to fight. But but he throwing punches, right. and one of them connect. Next thing you know, you're looking up at the light. It's, it's almost like that. You you can't really judge him. You can't do all the stuff you normally uh, do against other fighters just because this guy's so awkward. He's so freaking. I think that was the case. But I think this uh, Duplessis. I think his 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 fighting style, man, is, is herky jerky as well. But he man, he's strong as hell. And if he get his grip on you, you go, he's going to take you down. He can submit you in a heartbeat. He can fight straight up. And this is going to be a perfect matchup. Uh, 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 and the thing is, Duplessis may have, would have done the same thing to Izzy. Izzy is one of those patient fighters. He's one of those tactical fighters. He's got to stay on the outside. He's got to be able to pose and do all of his stuff. These guys, they don't think about doing any of that. They just fight. Right. Like in a dog fight, you know, for a, a stake. You know, it's real. Yeah, seriously. Hundred percent. So um, we'll see what happens there in Toronto. Um, I, I don't know. Is that this weekend or when is that? It's this weekend. It's this weekend. I've kind of again. UFC hasn't had a whole lot that's that's attracted me lately. Now I know UFC two hundred. They just announced. I think another BF uh, BMF title fight. If I don't, if I think it between Max Holloway and Justin Gaethje is going to be the main event of that. I believe. Okay. All right. I mean, go for it. Because Justin, I, you know what I like those fights. I mean, give those guys something to fight for. You know, so you know, put a put a name on it. You know, put a belt on it. The belt doesn't really mean anything, but still gives it a feel. Yeah, I like that. Who do you have in Gaethje and Holloway? Man, uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to uh, bet against either one of those guys. But if I was if I was a betting man, I'd go with Max because Max says, you know. He's been dethroned, but I feel like he easily could still be the champ right now. I agree. I agree. And those Volkanovsky fights, a couple of them were so close. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's just the way I feel on that. Um, our last one of the day comes from David Lindsay. I get the thing with Hook twenty eight and whatever, because when Goldberg was a hundred and oh, I was locked in. Oh yeah, man. Exactly what I mean. Um, when Goldberg came to the ring, you know, everybody was excited. I mean, that walk, you know, the knock on the door. You know? the, that, that was the part for me. Oh, man, I mean, it, it, that's 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 exactly what I mean if people really understand what I'd be talking about when I say something like the, you know, can you remember five matches? It wasn't a knock on hook or anything like that. I just want to reiterate that. Uh, just like do I remember five matches from Jinder, Jinder Mahal wins? No, I, I, I don't. Um, but I do um, – I do feel the presence of what Jinder Mahal is doing on a weekly basis. And it feels like, you know, uh, some old school work, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, let's just do what works. You know what I mean? The guy from overseas, the terror, whatever you want to look at him, you know what I'm saying? Let him go out there and speak his language, rock, come out, boom, the house go crazy. You know, so that's what I think about when I look at, uh, you know, what Jinder Mahal is doing compared to, you know, what Hook is doing. I really feel like this kid could really be a household name. And, and, and you don't want to you don't want to wait to start building him. You're already building him. You know what I mean? It's already there. It's already in place. You know, all you got to do is just, uh, you know, make it a little bit more visual. You know, get this kid, put the rocket on it. But again, with, with Goldberg, like the reason Goldberg worked, there's a lot of reasons. But one of them is that entrance. Um, the entrance was almost because the entrance was always longer than the match, and it brought so much anticipation. It almost was like when Tyson was walking to the ring, like you knew somebody's about to get messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but that knock, that knock on the door, Goldberg, you know, looking crazy when they open it. The security yeah, yeah. guards taking them, yeah, the fireworks. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing, though, man. We 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 had never seen anybody like Goldberg. I mean, that dude, he, he looked like a monster. He did. If you was watching a television and you may have never watched wrestling before and you saw that entrance and saw that guy coming to the ring, you're going to watch just to see what's going to happen. Like, I'm in. And then next week, after you see him jackhammer the guy in a couple of seconds, you're going to want to tune in next week to see him again. Absolutely. That, that That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Goldberg was built the right way. Um, they really put that guy in a position where he would succeed and succeed. Uh, at the highest level. Um, he didn't have to do much at all, but just do his part. And that's what Goldberg did. Um, and he did that part, and he did that part very well. I must say that. Yeah, one of the great entrances, I think, in the history of the business. But, um, Book, that, that wraps us up for this week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. we got to get up out of here, man. But I uh, want to thank everybody for stepping inside the Hall of Fame, getting champagne, wishes, caviar, dream. Don't forget, February 10th, Reality Wrestling is going down. It's going to be a big Big, big shoe, so make sure if you're anywhere in the surrounding areas, come out there and check it out. Um, I'm getting ready to uh, get on the road on um, this weekend. Got a big, big show, big signing myself going down in New Mexico. So, guys, uh, wish me luck. Wish me luck. Um, it's all about getting that cheddar, baby. You know what I'm saying? But I uh, want to thank everybody for stepping inside the Hall of Fame, getting your champagne, which is caviar jeans, brand, all the heavy lifting, as always. And, uh, guys, peace. We out. We love you. 
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.